It's just plain wrong that getting a good night's sleep is so hard. You know, sleep doesn't have to be this hard. There is a faster way to get better sleep. Sleep Takeout gives you real practical sleep solutions and your questions answered. I'm Dr. Bond, and I'm a licensed psychologist. And I'm Dr. Satuni, and I'm a board-certified sleep and pulmonary physician. And we're here to talk to you about sleep advice without a pill. This Sleep Takeout podcast is for information and entertainment purposes. This podcast is not intended as professional or legal advice. Podcasts are not treatment. Sleep disorders and mental health conditions need to be individualized with the healthcare provider. Sleep Takeout is not a replacement for professional advice or recommendations. So help your friends sleep better. Share the Sleep Takeout podcast with them and be sure to rate and review this episode on your favorite podcast app. Okay, well, welcome back, Sleep Nation. We got some interesting content today. <laughs> it's great to see you, Michelle. It's good to see you too. Well, it's um, it, we're like full in full swing, and you know, I think I feel like when we first started uh, recording for 2023, we just mm-hmm. were kind of out of practice. Yeah, uh, maybe with the holidays, maybe we were tired, but now we're 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 back. Uh huh. Absolutely, and we've got socks to review. Oh, I'm excited. We still haven't gotten our new microphones, but we're getting closer, so they're they're ordered. Yeah, we shall we shall be we're slowly improving, and then we're gonna go to those mattress stores and start like recording live in the mattress store. Yeah. What if we like Maybe to give us coupons when we go there? What if we did a secret shopper and like listen to all the things that they tell you about mattresses that aren't true? Right, we have to dress up for this so we don't look like sloppy and going um, over there. Like, well, no, but legit. then we'll look like the we'll look like the regular people. I don't think we look like regular people now, so. Oh, okay. We could, we could be, <laughs> but if we have our, like, microphone, microphones on. We could be, like, you know, those, like, investigative uh, TV shows where they're like, does this mattress really do all the things we it We could claims? tell them we're doing free advertising. That's true. So. We're doing a podcast. We want to review some things on your po- on your products. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to tell anything about your store? Right. That would be good. I yeah. remember the last time I walked into a mattress store was maybe a couple years ago. And I remember one of the sales pre- per people, persons, I'm not sure how to say that word. Um, and they like stood on top of the mattress and then it actually like kind of broke when they stood on top of it because they were trying to like demonstrate something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was not a good, that was not a good demonstration. So the last mattress store that I went into was at the mall and it was the sleep number store. Um, mm. I'm fascinated by the sleep number bed. Really? Um, I'm fascinated by their pillows. I'm fascinated just by some of their technology. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, again, if you've, if anybody has listened to me, you kind of understand. I love technology, but mm-hmm. I'm so critical of it. Sure. I feel like our lives would be a little bit better and less jaded if we didn't have all this, um, I guess, like back and forth with yeah. our devices. Like noise, like electronic Yeah, stuff. I just I, I just need to take like almost a time out from yeah. it. But it is so fascinating. It keeps drawing you back in. Um, but I the, the sleep number data that's coming in, I mean, it's telling people, oh, I'm, they're going into REM. It's telling mm-hmm. them if they're if their partners are bothering their sleep, like it's, it's making inferences into mm-hmm. things just from like the noise and the sound. I mean, Alexa weirds me out when I'm not even talking at all. And, right, and, and right. like, there's just a green light. Like I know she's there mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't mean I want Alexa to go away. <laughs> okay. It means that I'm realizing how big brother our society is. Oh, yeah. We're not too far away from that 1984. We are not. Fahrenheit 451 and, you no. know, all that stuff. Well, and we live in a state where certain books have been banned and 
It's an interesting time these days. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's always back and forth. Right. Um, I want to tell you something that I really tried out that I enjoyed Ooh. that is not technology, and I'm not exactly sure how I feel about it. It's so, so old I school. Show to you. Um, but it's cold still. I mean, cold for Florida standards. Of course. These and do there, look comfy. There are socks out there that my child wanted in, I don't know, around the holiday time. Mm -hmm. They come in all different colors. These are not exactly them, but they really feel exactly what it is. Um, uh -huh. Well, I'll put a link to it. It's called the Zando Sleep Socks. Mm -hmm. And again, they, the whole idea with socks is does it not bother you that when you wear a pair of socks, they fall off in the middle of the night? So my socks being relatively short most of the time are half of half the time I wake up and one of them it fell off. So the whole idea with sleep socks is they're long enough that they, they stay on mm -hmm. um, and then they keep your feet warm. So there is nothing worse than waking up and not wanting to get out of bed because your feet are cold yeah. and the floor is cold. So these are the whole idea about putting something on your feet, whether it's actual sleep socks or regular sleep socks. The idea with sleep socks is they are such the consistency that they wouldn't really fit in shoes very well. It's no. cold today, and I didn't really want to wear my shoes. So I'm wearing like my ski socks today. Oh, yeah. Which are not sleep socks, and they're a little tighter and more compression. Sleep socks are not compression well, these whatsoever. These feel super comfy, yeah. Right. This is for a tactile. But experience. you know what? They don't stay on. And so they, sure. they kind of bother me that they're supposed to stay on, but they don't stay on. Mm -hmm. And then one of your feet still is cold. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, but we were talking a little bit offline ahead of time, when the CPAP masks aren't that comfortable against people's mm -hmm. faces, these are very comfortable. And it feels <laughs> weird about putting like socks near your face, and maybe you would get a whole separate pack that you hadn't put on your feet. Um, but these sure. are just the right consistency to show people that you can actually make the straps not leave lines in your face. So let's talk about that today. Like, let's So number one, these socks, like they, they feel super comfy, but... The reality is CPAP does not feel comfy. Like, it is not a pleasurable experience for most people. Okay, so to, so, go, to kind of go back, yeah. CPAP is the that one treatment that there is uh -huh. for treating obstructive sleep apnea mm -hmm. that puts positive pressure into the back of your airway. Uh -huh. CPAP is not on your face. So mm -hmm. the CPAP is connected through usually a six-foot hose, but mm -hmm. they also come in four and eight feet, to some sort of interface that basically provides that pressure and the air and the mm -hmm. moisture, if you want it, mm -hmm. to your airway. Right. And usually we try and do nasal CPAP because it's more comfortable than full face type of CPAP mm -hmm. or tracheostomy type of CPAP. Mm -hmm. But nasal CPAP is used at people's houses. It could also be used in the hospital. It can be used in an intensive care type of setting, but there has to be some sort of coverage so that there's not airflow that's leaking around where the interface is touching that person's face mm -hmm. so that it keeps air going in the right direction. Mm. The problem is what you're saying is that people are, you know, getting kind of lines in, right. in their face or they have a plastic or sure. silicone sensation on their face. So I think that's, that's kind of what you're getting at is how do we make it like more tolerable for people right? Um, and more palatable so that people would want to put it on at night and feel right. better. Like if this was, the, if this comfy sock was, if I associated this comfy sock with my CPAP experience, it would be a totally different experience. Well, and again, that gets yeah. to what we had talked about with everything. If you have a positive experience with something, whether it's a smell or a, mm -hmm. or a, um, or a feel 
or some mindset that you have before mm -hmm. going into it, it makes everything a little bit more approachable. Mm -hmm. So with in particular, the, the mass and the interface compared to 10 years ago, they are so much better than they used to be. Yeah. When I started working in sleep medicine, when I was in training, half of the day you would have someone coming in that needed like a skin graft from the hard plastic that was on their forehead or their face. Oh my gosh. Not only did the machines deliver like a constant air pressure that was pretty high, so it didn't actually have the ability to lessen the air when you breathe out, mm -hmm. and it didn't have these adjustable settings like with these auto paps. So if you needed a certain pressure when you were in your deepest sleep and on your back, you had to have that pressure all the time. Yeah. And BiPAPs were just starting to come out where you have a different higher pressure when you breathe in versus sure. when you breathe out. Mm -hmm. So these are comfort settings on there that it's more conducive to how people are breathing normally. Mm -hmm. um, but the fabric and the plastic and the silicone, I mean, they even make a CPAP mask that feels like parachute material or like bathing suit material. Oh. Um, so there's so many better interfaces. It's not going to make somebody who doesn't want to use CPAP or has negative connotations mm -hmm. about CPAP or, you know, sadly, whose bed partner doesn't want them to use CPAP, which mm -hmm. doesn't happen that often, but occasionally, right. whether it's perceived for, by the, the bed partner or it's like actually stated by the bed partner, you know, because the bed partner doesn't like air pressure coming out of it or during the middle of the night, if it starts leaking. Well, I mean, who doesn't feel sexy with the CPAP mask on? <laughs> I'm telling you, when we're you bringing want, sexy when, back with CPAP. When people want to sleep, they just want to sleep, um, and they also don't want to like wake up next to a dead person. So fair, I agree. So I agree. you you do right. want to just kind of throw out that that CPAP is just not used by the general population because mm -hmm. they have no problem. It's because there is a problem. Just like if your vision's bad and you wear glasses or contacts, mm -hmm. in the right context, you would never choose to. Sure. Um, but I'll tell you like the little funny story about when I started using a CPAP not for sleep apnea mm -hmm. was because I realized after the hurricane that the air quality was really bad mm -hmm. and I was getting very stuffy. So rather than buy a new piece of technology, I realized that all the CPAPs have HEPA filters literally built into them. Uh-huh. So you, you have this well, HEPA you have like filter. A, you have several spare machines, right, around your... I have a, I have a couple. You, you, I have you toy, kinda, toy story a couple of them. You tinker with them. <laughs> so, um, so they have this HEPA filter. So it's filtering all the air that's going into your nose and throat like while you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, I've, I've put one on periodically, but at the end of the day, when you actually start like realizing what it does and you're breathing that, that nice clean like air, cleaner air, right? Yeah. It, it is a very positive reaction. And mm. if you don't have something that's comfortable for you, you won't use it. Sure. It took me seven different interfaces to go through wow. before I could sleep with it for the entire night. So both like the nasal cannula types, like the, yep. and then the straps and over the nose. Uh huh. Oh, wow. Seven. Seven. Okay. And the funny thing is, you know, you can talk to somebody about it all all day, just like going to a shoe store. Uh -huh. You really do have to try it on and kind of like walk for a few days or in this case, sleep for a few yeah, days yeah. Right. Um, with the device on. Because if it's not comfortable, you're not going to sleep with it. Right. Um, so just like if you have these shoes that you love, but they're not comfortable, you're not going to wear them. Mm, that might be true. I don't know. If I look good in a pair of shoes, I might still wear them even though they you don't You may want to, but again, yeah. if, if you are not going anywhere that day or not going anywhere That's true. special. If I was staying home, I wouldn't wear those. But they're not going to be your go-to shoes. Right. right. So um, there's a couple different companies, um, and I will be happy to plug them because I don't 
you know, have any relationship, mm-hmm. but they really make things better. So one of them is called Pad a Cheek. So P A D A C H E E K. Pad a Cheek. So when the fabric or the uh, plastic was rubbing against people's cheeks or their hair, mm-hmm. they developed these these products that actually um, kind of look a little bit like my sock that I was telling you about. Oh yeah. But they keep the um, they keep the mask from leaving the lines in your face but incredibly soft yeah you go up to Mm -hmm. where it says like product categories Mm -hmm. and they have ones from you know going around your ears so that they um they don't have irritation or friction behind your ears they have these really soft mask liners um so around the plastic they actually line all the plastic part believe it or not they're pillowcases really for the mask so they make your mask last longer, and now you have a very nice piece of cloth against your face. Oh, yeah, and you could wash that, right? You can you wash could it. Wash you can um, spray it with your favorite essential oil if you wanted to, mm-hmm. so you could have a nice smell to it. Um, but this company, what I really love is they, they haven't stayed as up-to-date with the newer masks that are there, um, but they like stitch and size everything to perfection. So instead of cutting holes in socks, like what I've done with, <laughs> what we have in front of us. Sure. I should take a picture and post it on there. But um, you should. they actually warranty that their stitching and everything stays good and that their their stuff doesn't disintegrate for a year. Wow. Um, but they've been really good. This lady um, that that uh, was diagnosed, she said, in the spring of 2004, she found that she didn't like looking in the mirror in the morning. Mm-hmm. So she made this, this stuff. And actually, when the website first popped up, you could see that it was really her taking pictures of herself with all these masks. <laughs> now, um, the demo heads are these like, glass pretty heads that are on there. But um, Wow. And when she had ma- she had marks from the headgear that would not go away. You know, I can tell when someone uh, either has a very poorly fitting mask or just tightens the whole thing. You can just tell just by looking at their face. You can just tell. Um, and wow. again, sometimes I'm seeing some in the middle of the day and i know they woke up at seven in the morning and you can still see it that is a sign mm-hmm. that someone's tightening it too much okay there's a lot of research they and need, development that they goes need your into help these. yeah yeah they need your like you need your consultation they probably don't need my help they they probably need uh their the website and youtube right. they have uh, nice little videos on them mm-hmm. but um at the end of the day maybe someone like a sleep coach might be really Absolutely. helpful because yep. they're not going to always say or show me what's happening Mm -hmm. um i do in my office i ask them to bring it in especially if they're having problems with their mask but Mm -hmm. when you don't put the mask on correctly when it's too tight or too loose it's not going to feel good and you're not going to want to put it on right well i would say for my clients this is the number one concern about cpap is how uncomfortable it is either from the mask or they're just really acclimating to the airflow piece well, you tried CPAP on that mm-hmm. one day. It wasn't yeah. that uncomfortable. It wasn't. But what I would say, though, and this is a part where I think it's important, and I heard you mention it earlier, I think your mindset around it has to be, you have to really evaluate that part, too. Because if you're walking into it saying, oh, my God, this feels worse than just breathing, you know, without, you know, the assistance of the machine, then you're really kind of missing the point of it. The point of the machine is actually to help, honestly, your brain to stay you know, oxygenated. And While you're sleeping. Right, exactly. The point, it's kind of like taking a multivitamin, right? Like you don't really, it doesn't taste good when you take it. It's not really like you get any benefit of it, but the benefit is really more a little more delayed type of thing. I don't know if that analogy truly fits, but it's what I just thought of. But the idea that it's this, you're doing this to really help your longer term health. So. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I think compared to many years ago, it is easier to to digest, but it, it really does take a little bit of perseverance and mm -hmm. some positive encouragement, mm -hmm. as do a lot of things that we do. It does. It's hard. So I think here is the takeaway message. It's hard to live a life sometimes. Like, it's hard. There's just, like, things that show up, and you're like, oh, okay, how am I going to adjust to it? How am I going to respond to this? What's, how am I going to roll with the next thing that shows up? Yes. Um, so beyond Patachik, what else is out there? Um, there are some liners. There's one called Remzies. It's R-E-M-Z-Z-Z. -Z -Z. They are, I would say, the more disposable version of a mask liner. Mm -hmm. And um, they they really are not built individual to the mask. There's one for a full face, and then there's one for the nasal mask. Mm -hmm. They sell them on Amazon. They're designed and sold so that you can have a new one every single night. Um, to me, they look like t old T-shirts with holes cut in them. Mm -hmm. um, and so, again, if you have a whole bunch of old T-shirts or something that just feels very comfortable, <laughs> and you got a box, you could you could literally outline it and make your own. Um, what I don't like is that they're not, you know, real specific for the mask. So they tend to slide around a little bit. Yeah. Um, but they are very easy to get. They're very price affordable. Uh, they're not that earth friendly because you have to, you, you replace them very often. But where oh, they the cotton do, decomposes or bi it's biodegradable. Well, but you're you're constantly buying more. Right. Um, and yeah, and they have to yeah the energy so, it took to make them and all sorts yeah, of stuff. Again, yeah. But again, for someone who maybe doesn't want to do a lot of cleaning, that would be ideal. Yeah. Um. So they that. you know if if you have a nasal pillow, they do they do have one for nasal pillow, nasal mask, and full face mask. But this is that whole idea about something that's more, I guess, soft like a pillowcase touching your face in place of just the plastic or silicone. Right. Um, and then the other one that I alluded to was there actually is a mask called the uh, Sleep Weaver mask. Sleep Weaver. It's made by a company called Circadence. And the Sleep Weaver comes with three different options, but it is there's no silicone or um, plastic of any sort on this mask mm -hmm. and it comes in four lovely colors uh, one is hot pink one Ooh. is camouflage one is beige navy blue um, but basically what this this means is if you have a sensitivity to like plastic or latex there's no latex really in any mask that's out there now but if you have some sensitivity with inorganic fibers mm -hmm. um, so this this will not be having any inorganic fibers touching your face. Gotcha. The hard part with some of these masks, because it is like a parachute on your face, is if you require higher pressures, and you know, I would say a higher pressure is something above maybe a 12 centimeters of water. The machines go between four and 20. Mm -hmm. But it would be really hard to get this to stay on your face all night. Not impossible, but just a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. What what you're getting at though, again, is is kind of the root of the problem is right. is if you're expecting CPAP to put you to sleep and then you have this like thing on your face that may you may or may not want. Sure. Um, and you're still having trouble kind of with that mindset mm -hmm. of sleeping. Right. It's just one more thing to put to put on or do. Absolutely. It's like it's approaching like CPAP is like, oh my gosh, this is just gonna make my night worse or mm -hmm. it's just gonna make me feel uncomfortable versus saying, okay, I may not know what this feeling is right now, or it may not even feel pleasant right now, but is this something that I know is going to help me in the, maybe in the longer term? Right. People so. will do the same thing with their beds. Is they, mm -hmm. is they get into bed expecting their bed to make them sleepy, mm -hmm. and their bed doesn't make them sleepy. And, and particularly laying down, 
especially if you're not that active, laying down can actually be worse for you know back pain and hip pain mm -hmm. than being up and being active. Oh yeah. Well, it's the same. It's the same types of clients that I see that um, that come to me, and it's at the end of their day. It's because what they do is an incredibly mentally exhausting job, very cognitively heavy. But there's been relatively little physical activity, and they're like, "Why am I not exhausted by the end of the day? Like, why can I not get good sleep?" And I, and the honest answer is because you actually probably need to exert more energy and burn off more of this stuff before you're gonna feel that really exhausted kind of feeling. Yeah, if you have that type yeah. of job, what what, are, what would you recommend if you have maybe a eight to ten hour, you know, day job that's mm -hmm. mentally exhausting? Would you say take more breaks, or would you say, you know, plan? actual physical activity that day? I would do, I would say both. I think you definitely need some, some exercise. I from, knew you were going to say from both. A, from a health perspective. How do you fit that in? But well, so here's where the other part too, that I think is really important is that if you have a full eight hour day, you know, you're not at, your brain isn't on eight hours. Like from if you have a 12 hour day, right? If you have a 12 hour day, let's say you do shift work, right? And you're a healthcare provider. And what you really actually do need is some cognitive downtime, some time for your brain to actually daydream and think about other random stuff. And this is one, one of the things where I think social media gets the first part of this right because it's a huge distraction for you. So you get pulled out of your current zone. But the problem is the social media and those types of things and scrolling on your phone and checking the news and email, all that is far too activating. Like you need things to actually let your brain dream like daydream and wonder about stuff and just think about other randomness um so the more that you can kind of schedule those types of activities you know one of the most the easiest things to do i know you have an apple watch michelle so you can do this but even if you just get an old-fashioned egg timer and you like set it for every 50 minutes so that you know at least once an hour you're going to take like a five ten minute break I mean, just get up, go use the restroom, go do something else, but change your scenery. Like that can do wonders for you from a, just a cognitive load perspective. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people will try and avoid, um, you know, maybe doing this during the day because they think it will make them less productive. Mm -hmm. And many studies have shown that it actually makes people more productive mm -hmm. and more efficient. Yeah. So um, it doesn't mean you need to take go to the gym for an hour, you know, no. because that turns into two and three hours when you factor mm -hmm. in the driving and, it, and mm -hmm. changing your clothes and showering. But even something as simple as 10 minutes of stretching yeah. um, or like you or said, just going on the stairs at your work, like not taking yeah. your phone with you when mm -hmm. you're get, taking the dog for a walk. I mean, you, you usually know how long something mm -hmm. is going to last you. Right. Um, but it's really important that you increase that physical activity and not at the expense of, you know, doing more mental activity while you're doing right. that physical activity. Yeah, I would say that's the number, the biggest misnomer that I hear is that you should be multitasking more when you do things. Like, I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, I check my email while I go walk in the neighborhood or I go to this other stuff. And that's not what you're really wanting. Like, you're not, you're not unwinding and detaching and daydreaming if your eyes are glued to a device. So. Right. I'm waiting, you know, they, they have obviously a lot of things like whether it's the sound bath or mm -hmm. the, you know, the isolation type of chambers mm -hmm. that have become popular. Um, I think that we really shouldn't need to obviously pay money to go literally be in a quiet room. Oh, um, yeah. They have these things. Hold on. They do. Yeah. And there's, there's, they block group, signals. there's that where you like buy whole packages literally to just be away from everything mm -hmm. and i think they're capitalizing on something that we find very difficult is things that we pay for we actually tend to do more 
-hmm. even though there are things that we could do on our own um, with no pay. We won't do it for that, but we will do it when we pay for it. Of course we will. We'll always do it when we pay for it. So, All right, so super fascinating. So it sounds like we're going to have to try some CPAP-like accoutrements for... Comfort. Well, I think you just need to so, go sign up for your sleep study. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go get a new one done so I can try it out. I've not actually, I've never done a home sleep study. The last one I did was an in-lab one. And that was, gosh, I want to say that was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I don't think so. they, the in-labs haven't changed that much, except the, the sleep centers now look a little bit more like Hyatt's than they do. Sure. Uh, like, um, I don't know, hospital detention centers. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, in, in when we, I was in training um, back 20 years ago or so, mm-hmm. a lot of the the sleep labs were on a relatively less used wing in a hospital, and it was in the day it was an EEG lab. Oh gosh! And so now the advent of kind of independent sleep centers uh-huh. where they are more homey. Uh-huh. You know, they have like regular beds and regular. Sure. Um, like decorations, yeah. they're pretty good. Now, COVID really closed quite a few sleep centers across the country. Oh. And the unnamed uh, company that is a manufacturer of, of uh, <laughs> noted. C- CPAPs, um, they... With that foam that disintegrates? Right. They, yeah. um, they really closed quite a few uh, sleep labs as well on top of that because they didn't need to do as many titration studies when they didn't have any machines available. Oh. So uh, it, it does take quite a lot of other medical problems for someone to get an actual in-lab sleep study. Uh-huh. Uh, it's absolutely necessary for certain mm-hmm. sleep disorders, but for sleep apnea, it is not necessary anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. But you can get a home study. I need, to, I need to get one scheduled, and I can report back my experience. Excellent. And then... I, I think I can work on that for you. Yeah. Like people who need testing on their equipment all the time. Absolutely. And then we can try these devices to see how they fit. That's the part I would be curious to know how they Right. Like, does it really feel like a cloud or not? It's so, exciting. Well, you remember, yeah. we're, I'm, we're sleeping in our household. Like, my daughter has that cloud mattress. I think we re-reviewed that oh, one. Oh, yeah, we did. We just have to be pretty relatively small and sleep in the middle of the bed, in the bed for that time. There we go. Work. That's what we'll do. We'll show up at the original mattress factory over here. We'll have CPAP masks on, and we'll right. say, I need to plug it in, and then try it out, and lay on your lay on your mattress and test it out. Sounds like a plan. And I'll be like, and do you have sheets that feel like clouds? Because <laughs> I need to feel like I'm floating. All right. Well, it's uh, the end of this episode. Again, um, please rate and review our podcast so mm-hmm. we can get uh, the word out that we are here. Um, yes. And also, just remember, Mark... March 25th on your calendar Mm -hmm. for the Sleep Tampa Bay event where you can meet us in person Mm -hmm. and uh, find out more about content that can improve your sleep. Absolutely. Maybe we should have some CPAP accessories there. We always do. Yeah. We always do. I want to feel the fabrics. I want to make sure that we have uh, the, you know, the backdrop of, uh, so you can have a photo op. Oh, we should. Like we're like, uh, like one of those fancy celebrity things. Yes. Yeah. You can be a celebrity. Yeah. At our little sleep event. <laughs> We're going to do that. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time. All right. Sleep Nation. Take care. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Sleep Takeout. We hope that you found our discussion on sleep valuable. Help your friends to sleep better. You can share the Sleep Takeout podcast with them and be sure to rate and review this episode on your favorite podcast app. Remember, Sleep Nation, sleep well. Dream big. And wake up refreshed. Bye. Bye.